Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Do you love the podcast content but are looking to get a bit more one-on-one strategy? If that is the case, I really encourage you to check out our monthly masterclasses. Each month, I dive into a specific topic that is going to help you and your dance studio reach the next level. So if you're interested in finding more about that, head to assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Again, each month is a specific topic catered to you and your dance studio all about how to grow and create a bigger, more successful, just more streamlined dance studio. And if that's something you're interested in, you can buy a one-off masterclass. So if you can sort of pick and choose to what topics suit your interests, or alternatively, you can sign up for our membership to our masterclass, which is a discounted monthly price. So whatever you are interested in joining us for, you can check that out at assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Welcome to another episode of the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast, the podcast that helps dance studio owners build successful businesses and thriving communities. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and today I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Amy Leisner, the founder of A18 Media, an online marketing agency for the dance industry. Amy's passion for dance and marketing has led her to build a business that helps dance studio owners feel confident and excited about their marketing strategies. With over a decade of experience in advertising and a deep understanding of the dance world, Amy has developed a unique perspective on what it takes to succeed in this competitive industry. In this episode, we'll talk to Amy about how she started her business, what she's currently working on, and how she helps dance businesses overcome the unique challenges they face when it comes to marketing. We'll also dive into some of the key strategies that Amy uses to help her clients succeed, including the importance of repurposing content and the energetics behind successful businesses. So whether you're a seasoned dance studio owner or just starting out, this episode is packed with valuable insights and practical tips that you won't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Amy. I'm so excited to be connecting and speaking with you all the way from across the world. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm very excited as well. So for those who are, you know, potentially haven't heard about you and your business, can you give us a little bit of an overview who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Amy and I am the founder of A18 Media, which is an online marketing agency specifically for the dance industry. So just a quick background for me. Um, I'm obviously like through the accent, you can <laughs> guess that I'm from the States and I was uh, born and raised in Wisconsin and I grew up, went to school in Chicago for dance. So that's kind of where I grew up in the studio dancing, you know, from three-year-old on up through high school. I was on the dance team in high school. We call it POMS here. I feel like everywhere in the world has a different word for the dance team in high school. Um, ours was POMS. I went to college for dance. And then I moved out to California and became a traveling preschool dance teacher. So I used my degree for, I went the education route and found my people in the little, the littles. Um, I never even knew I liked kids until I got that job, which is super interesting. But 
So I um, quickly became kind of an area manager for this traveling preschool dance company. And I figured out quickly that the better my marketing materials were, like my flyers and even like the stickers I would give my kids. That's what's fun about marketing for dance too, just side tangent immediately. But it's such a fun combination of like the old school, like I'm going to give you a flyer and I'm going to print a poster along with the digital side of it. So I'll get into that more later. But I read that really piqued my interest. Like, wow, when I, my marketing is good, more kids sign up for my classes, I make more money. Cool. From there, I decided to go back to school and get a degree in advertising, and I emphasize in copywriting. And then my first job out of that um, degree program was with Discount Dance Supply. A lot of dancers have heard of that company. So I was working at their corporate office as a content creator, and I was managing the blog and helping out with like choreographing photo shoots and stuff, which was super fun. Um, from there, I bounced along to a couple other um, like traditional marketing agencies out here with different non-dance clients. Ended up starting my own business, freelance business, evolved into an agency. Recently, I was like, I need to combine my passions, dance and marketing. And here we are today. That's amazing. I always love to hear about how someone like you gets into such like a niche, like industry, like in terms of like doing marketing and then dance. I have um, another friend who's in marketing who has like no history in dance. So for me, I guess more the more common route traditionally is again a passion or at least an interest in the art and having an understanding of how it works, which is really, really exciting. Um, but yeah, what, what I guess what led you to start, like you sort of explained your um, your history and how you started your business um, and now why you're niching in the sort of marketing and advertising for um, the dance industry. So can you tell us like what sort of, what led you to make that decision? Uh, I think I saw a need. Um, I was helping a certain other population before, and I just had always had like, as I call them like my secret dance clients. Like I'd built up my client, my roster of clients with other niches. And then I'd always have these secret dance ones. And I was actually working with a business coach and she's like, and she just saw me like light up when I would talk about dance and like all the ideas would just like come natural to me about what I could do for their marketing. And she's like, why don't you go all in on that? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart because it's, it was just really following a need for an industry. I love that I can sincerely be passionate about, like I can 1000% get behind the mission of a dance studio or the power that dance can have on communities or the art itself. And so like, it feels like such a service that I can give taking this decade of experience in traditional marketing agencies and applying it to this industry that I've loved since I was like three. Um, so it almost seemed like the universe just kind of threw this at me and was like, here, take your life experiences, combine them, and you'll be able to help so many people in this niche if you just like go all and trust yourself and do it. So that's where it came from. Amazing. And I think like you sort of mentioned, it is, it is that the dance industry has some unique challenges um, and something that uh, you would come across with your clients. So can you share with us what are some of, of those unique challenges that dance businesses face when it comes to marketing in particular and in your business, how do you help your clients overcome those? 
Yeah. So I think the first thing is just seeing yourself and what you do as really important as worth the time and money and energy to like focus on your marketing, to grow and expand. Like that's going around right now, the whole getting rid of the starving artist mentality. Like I want dance businesses to actually make money. So the first thing is to see your business as that, you know, you're not in it for charity. You're there to like build a proper business and to make money doing what you love. Um, so that was one of the things. And also just you're busy, like people who have studios, you're not, you're not checking out marketing blogs every day or listening to the podcast necessarily. And it might not be even something you're interested in. It might seem overwhelming. Like if you do listen to it, it might just seem like, well, I'm never going to be able to create all this content. So I'm just going to do what has been doing, what, what has been working for years, you know, pen on paper, or maybe a Facebook ad here and there. Um, so just that, that lack of education, a little bit of lack of confidence, and then just the feeling of overwhelm where it's like, well, this is just too much. I don't have the time energy, which is valid. Like it's so valid as a business owner, you don't have the time energy, but offering a service that will make everything less daunting, less overwhelming and more manageable is what I really think is important. I, I, I agree so much. And like, as any small business owner, I think it's, it's sort of like, not even naive, but it's sort of, it seems crazy to think that like we can do everything considering the, the range of skills and tasks you need to run a small business. It seems crazy like it would there would never be a job advertised that's like you know can you do finance and marketing and clean the bathroom like there would just never be such a diverse role so I think where possible um particularly if dance studios like you you mentioned are wanting to focus down and uh really start to expand their business and and earn the money that they are you know desire or, or are worth I think it's a really fantastic thing to put um you know your their time and money into someone like you with the expertise so that is I think one of the best sort of advice I have as well is to find people who can either help you um grow your business in a way that you couldn't um or at least give you the tools and strategies to know sort of give give you the, the faster route because like you said there's there's just there's so much to be done. And if we tried to do it all, we would literally never stop working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's important to highlight too, is like, say you do take the time to listen to a marketing podcast or whatever, you're going to get thrown all these different things that these experts say you have to be doing, or you should be doing. You have to be on Facebook. You have to be on Instagram. Now you have to be on TikTok. Now you have to be on emails. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's all fine and great. But I think this is just a blanket piece of advice for most businesses too, is to find one or two places and just really focus down on those places. And by places, I mean like online marketing outlets. So let's say you're going to go in on Instagram and email, or you're going to go in on a Facebook group and email and text or something like that. Um, don't overwhelm yourself at first with all the new shiny things. <laughs> Even if you're being told like you have to be on TikTok. Well, that's not ultimately true. Like you don't have to be anywhere. And you also need to look like make informed decisions, right? Like who are you trying to speak to in your online marketing? Are you speaking to parents? Are you speaking to students? Are you speaking to people who are going to give you funding? Are you speaking to people who are going to carry your products in their stores and figure out where they are and like really focus in on those just a couple platforms and save yourself from that overwhelm? So, so true. Now, 
there's probably people listening um, that are thinking like, oh, I don't know potentially if this is, would something like this be beneficial to me or like they might feel like they're doing a good job or maybe even the, the thought of employing someone to help with their marketing is just way too overwhelming. So with that in mind, can you share maybe like a success story about a dance business or a studio that you've worked with and like the marketing strategies that you help them with, help them achieve their goals or again, kind of, Either if their goal was to reduce overwhelm, do you have any clients that come to mind when you think about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, my client and friend, her name is Kendall, and she's a, tra- she's a cross trainer for dancers. So she does one-on-one training and online programs and all these things to help trainers, like, I'm, I'm sorry, to help dancers learn what training skills that will improve their technique, you know, reduce injury, strength training, all those great things. Um, she hired me on and she had never worked with a marketing person before ever. And it's, you know, it's scary. You're investing and you're also trusting someone with your brand, with your voice, with, you know, your, your image online. And she has a really big Instagram following already. So, um, it was initially, uh, she wanted to have less overwhelm, have more time in her schedule. And that's what I provided for her. And then along the way, we crushed a couple of launches. So um, the big success out of that was just having a continuous ongoing relationship that now continues to evolve and grow. Um, and just a little bit of what that looks like with her is that we have a monthly strategy call. So I help her look a month in advance um, at what's going on in her business, what she's launching. And then those also help you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, stay consistent and focused on what you actually had planned to set out. Like, I know that you host, like, I think you you host masterminds or something like that. So it's easy to get excited and then get kind of distracted and then not put your full effort into what you initially decided on. So because we have each, she has me to be like, no, here's what we're focusing on. Here's your entire month all planned out. Then she has all this time, space, and energy to be the visionary of her business. So like come up with new courses and new ideas for in the future while also staying focused on like the task at hand, which is to focus on this one launch. And then later on we can do you know, whatever next program you want to do, um, things like that. And then also being the eyes and ears, um, on the different algorithm updates and trends and things like that. Um, like working with her, the new chat channels on Instagram came out where you can have like a broadcast channel. And so we had a chat, we had a call discussing just that. Is it beneficial? Is it worth the time? There's also the subscriptions you can do on Instagram. Is that worth the time? It wasn't for her, for example. So just having eyes and ears, a pulse on the online marketing industry for you, and then opening up all this time in your schedule where you can really be the creative, be the visionary that you are in your business. That was the biggest win for her. That's amazing. And I think for potentially dance studio owners who are listening and when we listen to, um, you know, online marketing or, you know, advertising and, you know, just general, like those marketing things that you mentioned, this word launch comes, like it, it, it's brought up a lot. And I do have friends in the industry who are like, oh, well, you know, it's not relevant to me because I'm not actually launching something. But my opinion is that we are launching things all the time, whether it be like a new season or a new class or a new teacher or a new workshop. Like there is anything that we are starting that's new um, or even like focusing down on. So say you want to, you know, increase the growth of your preschool class, like that could be a launch in itself. Do you agree with that? 
Absolutely. And I think that's part of the mindset thing. It's like, it is, it's a matter of, of wording, of vernacular, whatever, but it is one, if you look at the definition of a launch, it's, you know, presenting something new to the world. So if you're starting a new season, you're presenting something new and just imagine what would happen if you took a little bit of ahead of time planning to really get people excited about it, you know, and to treat that I always go back to energetics too. Like if you do, if you would look at it as a launch, like, would you get more excited about it? Yes. You've done this for years and years and years, but maybe there's something new you could, you know, add to the experience for your families, for your students that you can then, you know, really ramp up during those upcoming weeks and months to get people to sign up. Um, also people oftentimes wait too long to start promoting things, you know, <laughs> the time to start filling your, I guess your, you guys are approaching winter, I guess we're approaching summer, but I think the time to start filling up your summer classes and workshops and camps and all that stuff was like in April, <laughs> you know, like you have to think months and earlier than you kind of would have in the past, which is, it's a huge thing to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. And I think like you said, working in advance, so often in small businesses, we can be prone to kind of being reactive. Um, which is something obviously that you have to do at times, but having someone on your team or um, like you who can kind of help plan ahead is also going to be reminding them like sort of setting those milestones that we need to hit or prepare for in the lead up to a launch. Um, Now you sort of touched on this a little bit when you spoke about your client success story just previous but can you talk us through like the process for developing a marketing strategy for a new dance studio that would you would you go through like is it um you know a, a one-on-one or do you get them to fill out a form like what's the process how do you kind of get inside their business to figure out what the goals are yeah so first of all i send over a big lengthy questionnaire so about everything i really want to know especially who i'm talking to tell me about your families tell me about your students where are they at i want to know demographics i want to know where they're hanging out online like i really need i ask a ton of questions to get inside the heads of the people we're speaking with because in marketing in good marketing you have to remember we're not you don't want to speak about so much about you you really want to communicate what you're giving to your you know to your family to your student so that's a trap that a lot of people get caught up in um it's you know what we provide what we offer what we can do for you and it should really be shifted into you know you're going to have this experience when you come to us and you're going to like benefit or you're going to get this transformation your child is going to improve in these ways or you know stuff like that so yeah step one is to get into their head via questionnaire and then we get on a call and we talk through all of it because different things come through you and out of you when you're typing or writing versus when you're speaking so that's another tool to really help me get inside your head Um, and then we'll create a content calendar Um, I use ClickUp. I think I heard in one of your podcasts that you guys use ClickUp as well. (laughs) We get everyone in there. So it's all nicely organized, color coded. I get all your important dates, you know, start looking ahead at recital dates, at camp dates and all those things, get everything kind of mapped out. Um, And then I like to plan out about a month in advance because something can happen in the world. (laughs) There can be a big world event. And if you are like planned out way, way, way too far in advance and something gets published that isn't kind of in alignment with what a message you want to be conveying, we don't want to get into that situation. So we're about a month in advance. 
That being said, like if you know when your recital is or you know when this is coming up, it'll all be sketched out there. But so from there we go into, you know, I'll get all your branding information, your color codes, your fonts, if you have those chosen. Um, I have a copywriting background, so voice and tone is really important to me. I'll find out the words you say, some words that you definitely don't say. Maybe in your community, you have a certain like slang or like vibe that you want to come across. Or a lot of dance studios are like, we're the star this, or we're, you know, so like having fun with playing on um, that that energy, that, that branded messaging. Um, and then we just plan monthly calls and I send over content for approval. We do the design when it comes to video and things like that. My clients will send that over. Um, and then, you know, we'll edit it as needed, but it's really a customized experience depending on what you're, you know, what the client, what you as the studio owner has time for is capable of all those things. But yeah, so then it's all planned out, scheduled and, you just open up your Instagram and you're like, there's a post it's posted today. That's great. (laughs) That's amazing. And do you also help um, business owners with like the Facebook ads and like Google ads and those things as well? Or is that something that's separate to what you do? That's separate to what I do. So we're all organic. Perfect. That really helps clarify. Now in terms of studio owners being super super busy and again I can so see the time that it would be saved with working you know with a business like yours or or you in particular now it's probably a word that people hear a lot about like repurposing content and how like what the like the importance of is or like the value of repurposing content in marketing can you talk a little bit about how you see that dance businesses can effectively use this strategy as well Yeah, for sure. So repurposing is basically just taking any type of long form content that you have created and putting it all over the place, you know, on social media in different formats, even a little bit repetitively for more people to see. And it just makes your life so much easier. So for example, let's say you have a whole website for your dance studio that's already been written. It has your mission on it. It has your teacher bios. It has, um, you know, little excerpts of each class, whatever, each of those little paragraphs on your website that's already written and exists can be pulled and it can be used for an Instagram caption. It can be used for a Facebook post. It can be used for copy, like within an actual graphic. It can be used as a little blurb in a newsletter. Um, In marketing, if you feel like you're repeating yourself, you're doing it right because people have the attention span of literal goldfish. So (laughs) if you're posting a lot and you feel like, oh, I think I said this, you know, last month or a couple months ago, or even a few weeks ago, that's fine because everyone's scrolling their phone. You have to keep in mind the environment where they're going to see this content in an online marketing like way they're on social media. So they're already kind of, they might be just like, I don't want to call it doom scrolling, but just like, you know, zoned out, just scrolling through, um, emails are even harder to get people's attention these days. So yeah, it's pulling content that you already have existed and using it in as many ways as possible. And then if you really want to double down on repurposing your content, I like to start with blogs and I love blogs for dance studios specifically because you're location-based and you can really pull a lot of SEO juice by having a blog on your website. I know it is the last thing that you want to do and put time and energy into is like keeping up with a blog. Um, but it really works wonders for SEO, especially like parents, like 
I, for example, I have a three-year-old and I'm looking for her dance studio that I'm going to send her to this summer. So I'm on the internet and I'm a elder millennial. It's kind of like the age group that, you know, the littles, our parents are, look, are using the internet to search for studios. So that SEO power of having a blog is super, super valuable. And I actually just created a free little course about this, which is making it even easier on you, which is using chat GPT, using AI to write the blogs for you. You customize them on all those things, but, and then from that one blog post, you repurpose it for a podcast interview, a, um, a webinar, a, um, all your social media posts, email newsletters, like if you're going to present, maybe you're going to like a school in your local area and you're going to do like a little presentation or something about your studio that can all be started with a blog and turned into a million other things. So that's what repurposing is. And once you get in flow and you see the results, it, it's really exciting. I was literally when you were saying about, oh, like writing a blog and I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm, I can imagine everyone also thinking like, oh, I don't want to do that or that's not what I'm good at, but I also have just been using ChatGPT as my essentially uh, assistant over the last uh, few weeks. And it's kind of incredible slash scary, like the quality of content that it can produce. And like you said, though, like there's, it's, there's no perfect um thing but it can save so much time and I think then going back and editing or customizing it to make it in more in alignment with like how you speak or how you would speak to your parents is a really fantastic idea now you mentioned this this is not something actually I plan to talk about but it's something that my team and I have been talking about as well in relation to um, creating a podcast for something like a dance studio now I in the past tried it and then sort of just this was like years and years ago and I just didn't really feel like I got that much value out of it but the team um now are thinking that it would be something that would you know set us apart it's quite interesting for parents to kind of listen to potentially if they are considering uh joining the studio or want to know more about the behind the scenes and to create like community and connection with the parents that we do have but for I still as like the person that's going to be putting a lot of energy into doing it, I'm like, oh, is there about is there enough payoff for it? Like, have you do you know anything more about that, or is, or do you still think that those that area of like that very niche podcasting for a small business is um, valuable or, or not yet? I think it just depends on who you're talking to. So I would send out questionnaires. I would talk to your best families, you know, at your studio, the people who have been with you a long time and just really put your feelers out there because you don't want to invest a bunch of time and energy into something that's just going to land to crickets. But also podcasting is just becoming more and more popular. Um, It's not going anywhere. And it is an added value to be part of your studio. If it would be a private thing and you could only listen if you were part of the studio, for example, that's really great for community building. And there's a lot of opportunity within that, I think, business-wise for growing other things within your studio. Um, Yeah, I'd have to think about it more, but I would definitely just 
ask if anyone's interested before you really put all this energy into getting it off the ground. Um, so yeah, I would do the research first and then maybe even do a mini trial and say, you know, if you guys like this, then you need to let us know. Otherwise, you know, we're not going to do it anymore, but I think there's pros and cons and it just depends on who you're speaking to. So not the clearest answer, but <laughs> no, no, I just was interested because you brought it up in terms of repurposing your content. And that's sort of something that we've been looking at as well, that um, can we say, get in, a, in our recording studio one, like one big day, um, a quarter and record um, a couple of um, episodes and then go from there. So, um, you know, and you sort of release said- it in seasonal as well. Right. And you, you have an active email list, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. So that'd be great email content. Then, you know, each episode could be broken up into little pieces of an email. Cause that's going to your warm audience already. And then, so yeah, mm. I, would, I would try it out. I would, I would ask your parents what they think and give it a, give it a go. Amazing. Now my next question for you, you mentioned this previously, um, just in passing, you were talking about the energetics behind a business. So can you, Give us a little bit more information about that and how you think that dance business owners can cultivate positive energy within their own businesses. Yeah, for sure. Um, There's one thing within the language of how we speak to each other, I guess. So the subconscious mind doesn't process negatives. So if you can just kind of shift that within how you speak to your students or your staff or whatever. So instead of telling them what not to do, shift it over to what to do. Um, That can have a really big impact on how, you know, just like the energy of your business. Um, And then also just believing all those crazy ideas that you have in your head of where you want to grow, where you want to go. We like are, you can choose how to be delusional, right? Thinking about a negative future has just as much power as thinking about a positive future. So we may as well focus on positive, think big, go there, let yourself go there, let yourself have fun with it. And then that's the first step into taking those actions to reaching those goals is just like believing in your crazy dreams. And it sounds cheesy, but it's actually true. (laughs) I think that's really great. And like when you were talking about, about shifting the way, like don't tell people what not to do, tell people what to do. Like I very, very trivial, but like it's, we're getting into the cooler months here in um, Queensland and Australia. And in our summer months, we do have to have air conditioning on pretty much all the time because it's just so, so hot. But now at the moment, like this morning, it was 20 degrees Celsius, which I think is around like in the 80s or 90s Fahrenheit. Like it's not it's not very hot at all, like quite cool. I had a jumper on this morning mm-hmm. and I like went to walk into the classroom and my teachers were like about to turn on the air con. And I said, oh, like you probably don't need to do that. And I was going to put in the Facebook group like, don't put on the air conditioning when you don't need to, but really better would be to say like, hey, we're coming into the cool months. Like, let's try and conserve on energy. Like, only turn on the air conditioning. Just kind of flipping the way so it's not like they're being berated. It's just a small thing. Um, But really, I guess if you start as well as a business owner making those changes in the way that you speak to everyone around you, that will also have a flow and effect to how they speak to their students as well. Yep. I've seen it in a lot of studios are in older spaces. So plumbing isn't the best. And I've seen signs that say, don't put tissue or whatever (laughs) in the toilet. And instead you could say, please put tissue only in the trash. So you're telling them what to do instead of not, you know, of what not to do because they're, you're 
going to think to do that. It sounds weird, but even for my littles, like I said, I have a background in the, you know, preschool. So instead of saying, don't run, I always say like, use your walking feet, things like that. <laughs> Just those little shifts. <laughs> Amazing. Now I am only got a couple more questions for you because I um, know everyone listening is probably getting all their juices flowing. So I don't want to, I like to keep that in, uh, interviews really short and specific. So my and actually, um, I'm going to share a couple more questions in a bonus episode later. So I might save that question for this. But you mentioned when we were having our discussions that you're planning on open, opening your own physical space for your agency. So can you talk a little bit about that in like this sort of digital age and like what what benefit you think it will have for your clients as well? Yeah, for sure. So I'm really excited about it. My The client that I spoke with before and pretty much all, well, I can say like all dance people now, we got to create a lot of content. So that's a lot of video content because you're, you're dancing, right? Or you're showing, you're demoing, whatever you're doing. And where, where I live, finding studio space to rent is a pain in the butt. So <laughs> I thought, why not create a space where we can not only have the agency side of it, where, where we will be there, you know, on our laptops doing all the, the content creation and the post-production, the production, and then have an actual studio space that dancers, choreographers, business owners can rent for photo shoots, for video shoots, for whatever they need, um, to create their content. And then it would be a synchronous thing that the content would be created at the studio. And then we would turn that into marketing content in the same studio. And I think it would be a great thing. And just having studio space from a business perspective, that's just open studio space. Then dancers, if they want to teach a class could rent, you know, kind of like hairstylists rent a booth. Um, yoga teachers could rent out the space. And then again, my preschool background, I have, I love doing preschool birthday parties. So that's another part of the vision is to have a space to do like fun little dance birthday parties, things like that. But the real, the correlation between the agency and the studio is to have that place to actually shoot the video content, maybe even have a podcasting area for some audio as well, but just have everything in one-stop shop that is geared towards dancers where we speak the dance language. We know what everyone needs and we have the stuff there too. There'll be a mirror up. There'll be bars up. There'll be the right kind of flooring. So you're not shooting in like a concrete warehouse or something. So yeah, that's the vision. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> that's super exciting. And definitely like you, like I was just thinking before, like different to what I feel like the, you know, the, the, the fashion I guess is going towards because obviously just staying virtual, there's a lot less overheads, but it sort of is not creating the experience that you want. So I think it's really impactful to be making those choices. Now, I've got one more question for you before you share just with how people can get in touch and follow you for more strategies. But if someone listening to this is a dance business owner and they're you know wanting to improve their marketing, but they're just not sure how, is there like one tip or what, what would you suggest is the place to start for studio owners who are just starting to develop their marketing strategies or potentially just wanting to make steps towards improving them? Yeah, I would start with one one platform, figure out where your people are the most and just set up, uh, commit to yourself something that is reasonable to accomplish. Let, let's say you want to do three social media posts a week um, and just set yourself up for success and block out the time and really commit to it and let it, let it grow and give it time, I think is the biggest one. This isn't a quick fix for anything. You know, marketing takes time, takes energy, but once you start picking up momentum, then you're really going to see what people resonate with and respond to. And then each 
thing you post is like um, data. You're collecting data. So you're saying, oh, people are responding to this. They're not responding to this. So if you could get three posts a week in on whatever platform, see what works and then adjust from there. And then you'll know where to focus on your growth. That is really, really helpful and very practical. Again, if people are listening to this and are like, oh, these are all great things, I just don't know where to start. So Amy, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you either to talk about helping with their marketing or even just following you on socials, um, you also mentioned about your free um, course that you've created. So could you share where to find you, how potentially they could grab a, grab a copy of that and, and um, where they can follow you? Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, um, it's my agency at A18Media. Um, our website, if you're interested in any services or anything like that, is A18Media.com. Um, the course I had mentioned is in progress, but if you grab my oh. freebie, you'll get on my email list and then you oh, will sorry. learn yes. about the course. So the free created is also for dance business owners and it's a leadership energy hypnosis. So yeah, it's very cool. It's very, um, if you've never done hypnosis, it's super fun, super relaxing. And it's just to like embody the leadership energy vibes of being like a really confident dance business owner. So that is a18media.com slash leader. And yeah, I think those are all the places. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today on the show. It was a pleasure to talk with you and get to know more about what you do and how um, marketing and social media and organic marketing can really benefit business owners. Yes. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.